We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is April 11th, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games, 5 on the day slate and 5 on the main slate. We're going to break down both slates here. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. First uh, chance I've gotten to come on for the for an MLB pod this year. Super excited. Um, you know, a, a few things have changed this year, obviously. Uh, some pitchers are still really bad, and now they're on really bad teams. Some pitchers are still really good, and uh, it, some teams have improved dr- drastically, at least so far out of the first, you know, eight to ten games or so. So I'm, I'm excited, man. Just glad to be on with you uh, for another season. This is kind of a, um, I guess, an anniversary of sorts because I think I started one uh, of the pods with you during baseball season. So I'm excited, man. This is, this is good. Glad to come on at the beginning this time and, and let's run this thing all the way through. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasy Awesome. Sponsor of the podcast. They got MLB. If you're listening to this really early, they got PGA, um, NBA. I'm sure they'll have some playoff stuff up, but now we're really starting to transition into MLB. So a lot of MLB stuff going on over there. You played over there tonight. You're welcome. I paid the rake again. Um, it's I think this is like two nights or three nights in a row where Fantasy Draft has been my worst site. So um, definitely got some work to do over there. Excited to break down these two slates. Want to give a shout out to um, Devo, Devin. Um, he's going to be the one that is going to itemize all these games for you. So if you're listening to this later in the day and you want to listen to the main slate, uh, you'll be able to click on the podcast page on RG and see where the main slate starts. So I uh, just want to give him a shout out. He's been doing that uh, for a few months now, and it, it's really helpful for the listeners um, of the podcast. So 
All right, uh, let's get started on this early slate. We start with Oakland at Baltimore. Aaron Brooks against Dylan Bundy. Brooks is a 177 favorite in this 10 total. Any interest here in, in Aaron Brooks? Uh, no, uh, I, I don't want to play Aaron Brooks. Um, I, I just I can't get on board with him right now. Um, you know, if, if I get if he gets a few more starts under his belt and maybe we see a few different things. But as of right now, I mean, he t- to me, he's a typical fly ball pitcher. I mean, everything I'm seeing in the the recent trends suggests that, you know, the fly ball rate is going to be up right now. Um, I know he's kind of been maybe ground ball mostly, but um, I just I, – I can't trust him. Uh, I, I actually think Baltimore has a shot to – to uh to, to score some runs here I, I really do yeah we'll talk about that here in a minute um aaron brooks a pitch to contact guy and i want strikeout guys against the the, the baltimore team like i, I want to pick on them with guys that have k upside this lineup's not great so i want those guys in there that can strike people out on the other side of this game dylan bundy um you know dylan bundy was really hit or miss last season really struggled with lefties 262 iso to righties he does have that massive strikeout rate against righties uses that slider to create a lot of swinging strikes his whiff rate on his slider was over 50 percent last season um any interest here in dylan bundy um i i don't think i want to use him either not today um I mean, I, I just, I just think there's so much power in this lineup, and we, we know who Dylan Bundy is, and you know, you, you pretty much explained it beautifully. The strikeout pitches, the slider, but if it's not working or if he's not locating, because that's one of the thing about him, he's got to locate well, and if it's not locating, I mean, that's when you just see the home runs flying out of the park, and when you've got a team like Oakland that is, you know, swinging, swinging for the fences. Uh, I think you know I'm I'm going to to side with w- with Oakland, so I, I don't want to I, I don't want to use Bundy here in this spot. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. There, there's plenty of pitchers on on even on a five game slate that I like. Um, I just don't see myself using either one of these guys. I could understand if you're playing multiple teams why you would use Dylan Bundy for what it's worth because when he's on. And he's locating his fastball well, and he's able to get ahead in counts and use that slider to create the strikeouts. He's a guy that can break a slate. It's just it happens very, very often. It doesn't happen um, enough for me to really get behind endorsing him 100%. Let's talk Oakland bats here. One thing that I did notice, like a lot of hard contact and a high isos with sliders. Um, we know they hit fastballs well. They do strike out. They do whiff a lot on sliders as well. So they're going to really want to do their damage here on the fastballs, and they should be able to do that. Bundy throws them almost 50% of the time. So I like going right back to the well here on Oakland. They were the most popular stack on Wednesday, and I think on this early slate they're going to be really popular again. Yeah, man. I mean, for those of you that have talked to me, I I think you guys kind of know my approach. I really hate playing the chalky team for baseball. I mean, I hate it. Um, I just couldn't get around it on on uh, on Wednesday slate because they were just too cheap uh, on, on FanDuel, which is where I was playing. They were just too cheap. 
and, and on this slate, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I do like what I'm seeing from Oakland so far, and I, and I know it's early. Uh, you know, these guys really aren't striking out that much so yet, and, and I'll say that for now, yet. You know, Grossman at 17, Chapman at 7%, Piscotti 16, Chris Davis and Morales at 20, Simeon at 16, Profar at 12. And really, that's kind of Profar and Simeon's game anyway. Those are more, more, more so contact guys. You got Laureano down there at 34, which we may not see. Uh, tomorrow. So, you know, I, I like Oakland, but if, if they're going to get really, really popular, which they probably will be on this slate, I, I'd be willing to fade them for, for another offense on, on, a, on a shorter, smaller slate. Um, yeah, and the other thing you can do, I, this is what I did on Wednesday. I, I stacked them with a low-owned stack. Like, I attacked Oakland on Wednesday, and I stacked them with the Mets. Um, I stacked them with Seattle. Like, I stacked them with – and, like, I stacked, like, on a, a couple of my stacks, it was, like, the four, five, six, seven. Like, it was the middle-ish bottom. So there's a lot of different ways you can get around using the chalky stack. But when they're in good spots, man, it, it, you know, it is a high-variant sport, so you got to be careful with that. But they're typically going to score some runs. Um, there's a reason that they have one of the highest implied run totals here. Uh, the Baltimore side of things, um, love Trey Mancini. You know, I've been playing him a lot, and he just keeps raking, man. Just absolutely keeps raking. Um, what are your thoughts here when we're looking at Baltimore? Man, look, I'm with you 100%, man. The thing I like about Trey right now, I mean, and this is this season. I know a lot of times, you know, we're we're leery of looking at this season numbers so early, but I think there's so, such an edge, you know, once these guys get through a few series, of just go ahead and start looking at them. Trey Mancini right now, man, against right-handed pitching, ISO at 370, Wobe at 503, K-rate at 16.1%. I mean, just these are these are great numbers. Jonathan VR is is in the same boat right now. Um, so I, I, I really like what I'm seeing from Mancini. Um, you know, Brooks is the guy that's going to throw the slider as well. Like you talked about pitching the contact. Uh, you know, Trey, he doesn't have the highest contact numbers. And he, he's going to whiff on that pitch. But, I mean, man, if you look at what, what he's doing the sinkers, oh, my goodness. So if, if this guy is, is going to throw him a sinker 34% of the time, is that best trade is going to rake, man. Um, he, he's by far uh, my favorite bat on, on, on the Baltimore uh, Orioles team. Like I said, I do like VR. I think VR is good. And another guy that I think is sneaky for, for tournaments here. Doesn't have the the heart contact numbers, but Cedric Mullins, uh, if we can get him, you know, I don't even mind him in the nine hole for tournaments, but if we can get him a little bit closer to the top, he's another guy, man, on the sinker that, I mean, even though I know he's more of a switch hitter, on the sinker, though, man, 96.5% contact. Uh, just love what he's doing on that pitch. So he's a guy I'll be looking to get some exposure to. Yeah, I don't mind Mullins. It's really going to be a roster construction thing. Um, you know, Profar is down there. Piscotti's down there. Grossman's down there. There's like, there's some good bats in that like 3,800 range. So, really, it's going to be a construction thing. Is this the day you play Chris Davis? I know a lot of people will talk about oh. it. I think, I, I really think Chris Davis sucks at baseball for what it's worth. And like, it's just really starting to show. I think he's really disinterested and he has that massive contract. And, 
he's really cheap. Um, is there a case to be made just because of his price, or he just thinks that baseball and we'll let people keep playing him, and when he finally hits a home run, we'll let them tout it and be all happy, and we'll still collect the day, like the fifteen or twenty days that it took. Yeah, look, man, Chris Davis is to MLB what uh, Andrew Wiggins is to me in NBA. I don't ever play Chris Davis. I don't care how cheap he gets. He's just on my do not playlist. So I, I just I, I, I'll let everybody play Chris Davis every day. Now, you know, I understand it on FanDuel, man. You know, if he's $100, like, I totally get it. Like, I, I understand the logic of just taking a zero and loading up everywhere else because it's baseball. But I still, I, I just, I don't play Chris Davis. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't play Chris Davis. And, like, FanDuel pricing is way different than, like, DraftKings. Like, DraftKings softened it up a little bit. But even at 500 on FanDuel, I still don't think I can play Chris Davis. Um, like I said, <laughs> I- I'm just going to take the approach of I'll let everybody else play him for as long as they want to play him. And, you know, I'll, I'll let them c- keep collecting their zero to five points every day. And the day that he hits a home run, so be it. Like, I- I'm so far ahead at this point that it doesn't matter. So you guys keep talking about Chris Davis. I'll keep fading him. And um, we'll move on here to Miami at Cincinnati. Pablo Lopez against Sonny Gray, 8.5 total. Gray is a 167 favorite. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? No, don't want to think. I don't think I want to play Pablo, man. He's right in that range right now where I I, I, I don't want to play him. Um, his exit velocity is up over the past couple of weeks. Distance is climbing a little bit over the past couple of starts. So, you know, in Cincinnati, I'm not saying they're hot or anything, but they're going out. He's going to be out there in Cincinnati. Uh, these guys are probably going to start swinging, swinging pretty well soon. And I'm just – I'm going to avoid Pablo Lopez. No interest. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bats. They're, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. So, um, I obviously don't have any interest in Pablo Lopez. I don't typically play Sonny Gray. I hate playing Sonny Gray for what it's worth. Um, it is the Marlins, and they're not very good. Can you make an argument for Sonny Gray today, or is he just going to be too popular that you think you'll fade him here? Okay, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head, man. If he's popular, we're probably gonna have to have to get off of him. Now on on DK, he's eighty nine hundred. I'm I'm not sure how popular he'll be on FanDuel where he's seventy three hundred. Uh, you know, I I think we'll have to judge that. Maybe he gets a little uh, becomes a little bit more popular there. Um, but I, I think I think more people would be on Bieber or uh, or Bueller. So maybe maybe he won't get to the numbers that we're thinking. And if so, I, I mean I think he's a great tournament play. Everything that I'm seeing from Gray right now in the peripherals look, looks like you know some of the high upside Sunny Gray. Some of the high upside Sunny Gray we saw when he was in Oakland. Uh, I mean as of right now, man, the ground ball rate is still there. The hard hit rate is down. Uh, the exit velocity is down. The distance is down. and I mean, I, I like what I'm seeing in the peripherals. And so I, I think against a Miami team, that's a pretty pretty low ISO team total. I mean, I think this is a good spot for him, even in Cincinnati. Yeah. I just I, – I could understand why you'd play Sonny Gray here. The Marlins stink. 
Like, I don't even need to get into more than that. It's just the guy, if he if he starts cracking, like, monster ownership here, like, anything over, like, 25%, I'm out. Like, anything over 25%, I'm out. Um, we saw you, Darvish, like, push 28% yesterday on a bigger slate. Like, uh, no those way. numbers were just, yeah, those numbers were just insane to me. You think um, Grady's at 25% on this slate? I do think Sonny Gray. Like, people are just pitching pitchers against Miami, and it makes a ton of sense. Sonny Gray was a big name, too, for a long time. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, man, that's. I, I, we I'm have some. We have to play Bieber and Bueller, or. You don't think they play Bundy over Sonny Gray on DK with, with Bundy being 7,500? I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm legitimately asking. I'm trying to think through it. No, I, I get what you're asking. I, I completely understand. Um, I could see Bundy getting some ownership. I just. People see that Miami matchup and they're just like, I'm clicking the name. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I mean, it's like what we used to do to the Padres. I, I totally get it. Totally. Yeah, you, get it. you were right-handed and you have any kind of breaking <laughs> stuff? That, we played you against the Padres. Um, all right, let's talk bats. Uh, Miami, let's start with Miami. Is there anything on Miami that you'd play here against Sonny Gray? Um, Maybe Granderson and, and maybe – Starlin Castro, uh, you know, but that, that's about it. I don't, I don't think I'm going to, you know, target him too much. And Starlin, I mean, he, he's not some crazy out of this world play, but, you know, he's a guy that he just has upside, man. And, you know, he always shows it on a random day against Sonny Gray. And on, on a random Thursday, he hits two home runs and steals a base and he becomes a slate breaker. So that that's kind of – where I'm at, um, but but that's about it. Yeah, uh, the other guy that I want to mention here is Alfaro, the catcher. Um, yeah. The guy hits. The guy is he he's he's more of like a, a strikeout home run double guy and perfect for catcher. Like he, I'm gonna play him a lot this season at catcher for what it's worth. So we're gonna talk about him a bunch, but he is certainly gonna strike out. Like he's not gonna go up there and make contact all the time. He's gonna strike out, but. I like the power, um, and in this ballpark, it, it's something I can look at. And you know, depending on the lineup and how much value we need, there's a lot of cheap Marlins. So, like, if Neil Walker is a second baseman, that's like a tiebreaker, and you need some value, maybe you look at him. Like, you know, they're cheap. They're cheap for a reason. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's a roster construction thing. I haven't tried to construct um, lineups for the morning yet, so I don't know. Um, Cincinnati, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slates. Miami bullpen, not very good. Lopez is not terrible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say Lopez is a terrible pitcher. I will say that his swinging strike rate stuff leads a little bit to be desired. Um, so I, I like Cincy here and I love fading Vado. Yeah, so the thing about it is, man, is, I mean, look, this is just this year. This year, as of the first two or three starts, he's looking like a reverse split sky. But over the season last year, um, it, it was similar, but the ground ball rate was there to righties. But I, I still think the righties are – I think the righties are in play. The problem is I think Cincinnati is going to roll out a fair amount of lefties here. But – I, I I think Puig and Suarez. Puig won't be in the game. Oh he's yeah, he's suspended. Yeah, yeah. 
Kemp Kemp will play. Yeah, uh, man, that kind of stinks. But but anyway, Kemp Kemp and uh, and Suarez, those, those two guys, I think on this slate, I, I don't think they're going to get any ownership. I think they'll be lost in the shuffle. And, and those are two just just really really good plays here, especially Suarez, man, a guy that's just been really crushing the past two seasons, uh, leading to this season. I'm, I'm sure they're going to sit on the fastball. I'm sure they'll take a few pitches. Um, you know, Pablo's another guy that's throwing the sinker, man. And just I, – I, I just think Suarez lines up perfectly here. So he, he's a guy I have some exposure to. Oh, he will be back. We will be back. I, I forgot they scratched him on Tuesday. Um, so he should he should be back. He sat Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, with them not being on the main slate the last couple days, it's kind of thrown everything off. Yeah, I really hope – I really hate like these six forty games in Cincy. That's a ballpark that I want to attack batters with. So, um, I I think you can close your eyes, make a, a Cincy stack here. It's not going to look pretty when you're doing it. Um, you know, Shebler, Puig, Suarez, Dietrich. Like it's not going to look pretty by any means. Um, but they have a lot of upside in this spot. So there's there's certainly a team I want to look at stacking. I hate playing Votto for what it's worth. I'll say this all season. The dude has a 19% walk rate. I don't want my first baseman to have a 19% walk rate. I want him to have a 3% walk rate. I want him to have an ISO over like 250. Votto is a very good real-life baseball player. He chokes up with two strikes, and he puts the ball in play. He doesn't strike out a lot. And phenomenal real-life baseball player, but I hate playing him for fantasy. He has those home run games, those two home run games every once in a while, and he burns me. I hate playing him. I fade him all year. It would have to be like a three-game slate. I can't play him on a five-game slate. Moving on, we got Cleveland at Detroit. Um, Shane Bieber against Spencer Turnbull. It's an eight total here. Bieber is a 139 favorite. And, Will, this is the game that I'm going to probably get both of my pitchers from. Um, Let's start with Shane Bieber up against Detroit. What's your thoughts here on him? Uh, I like him. I don't love him, though. I I, I think Detroit has sneaky sneaky potential here. We'll talk about that when we get to the bats. But uh, Bieber's just – he's just a guy I like. I mean, he's he's got the strikeout stuff. Uh, He's got the upside. Obviously, he's really just – I mean, kind of – I guess we'll say death to righties. I mean, the ball's just on the ground, just an astronomical amount. Um, but there's some things I'm seeing here in the data that suggests, you know, he, he could be on his way to a beatdown. But I, I do think he's viable on this slate against Detroit. But I, I like him. I, I don't love him here. Yeah, obviously you worry a little bit about Beaver when he's facing a bunch of lefties. Um, you know, obviously Goodrum and Candelario – are really the guys that you worry about here, but it's still a lineup that's gonna feature six or seven righties. And you know, he proved last season 279 Woba, 126 ISO with a 24% strikeout rate and an, a, a walk rate under three percent that he has the stuff to really you know get right-handed batters out. Um, so I like Bieber a lot here. Um I, I just I think about the pitchers that we have on the slate, the five pitchers that we have on the slate, and he's certainly somebody that I want to play. Um, and the other side, like Turnbull, he really, really pitched well um, in his last game against Kansas City. I was 
I was super impressed, Will. I watched you know that whole start, and it was really, really good. And we think Cleveland and like Cleveland's a team we've been scared of for years. But now you take Jose or you take Lindor out of the lineup. You take Kipnis out of the lineup. They moved E5. There's been some moves here. Brantley it's not the same. Too. It's not the same lineup. Michael Brantley's gone. It's just not the same team. Yeah, not the same team at all. Um, I mean, I, I, excuse me. Sorry about that. I, I think I think Turnbull's going to be fine. I mean, especially when you kind of – you look at the price, you see he's 7900 you know, a little bit more expensive than Bundy, doesn't have the name recognition, uh, you know, and, and everything looks good, man. I, you know, I, I'm all about trying to dive into some of these other numbers at the beginning and, and try to catch my edge. And, and Turnbull looks good so far. You know, everything's kind of lining up with some of the things we saw last season. Uh, the balls, the balls on the ground. The exit velocity is really low right now. Um, a, as of you know, the first couple starts, he's only had two, but the hard hit rate is only at, is only at about twenty five percent. You know, it's just, just things that I like. Now, now, what I don't like is his velocity is down. You know, 0.7 miles per hour. So that's not great. I, I don't think anything's wrong, but. Um, especially with everything else looking so great. So I, I like him here, man, at, at 7,900. Uh, I, I think he's a perfect SP2 uh, on DK. Re- really interested in him for sure. Yeah, I like him a lot as well. Um, like I said, I pretty much talked about him already too. Let's talk Cleveland Bats. Anything here for the Indians that you like? Uh, man, ev- eventually Jose Ramirez has got to hit like two home runs in a game, right? I don't I think mean, he's healthy. Yeah, and, and that, that's I, I don't either. I, I don't either. But gosh, man, it's like can he do it? And and I know I know that he can't he can do it, but you know, he, he doesn't have the same run protection right now. I mean Carlos Santana's there, Jacob Bowers in there, but you know, they're no E five, they're no Michael Brantley who's not gonna strike out and gonna keep the ball in play. Haley Ramirez is not getting it done right right this minute. He's playing okay, but uh, so it's just they they don't have enough to, to turn this lineup over anymore. And, and so for that reason, I want to play Jose because I know the big games are going to come, but I, I don't think I can because I don't feel like he has enough run protection behind him. Yeah, Bauer's starting to show a little bit at the plate over the last few days. Um I watched a lot of the the game to uh, on Wednesday um, as I was working on stuff today. So, um, like, listen, here's the thing: it's a five game slate, and Spencer Turnbull is still a really young pitcher. So, you know, if you want to take shots on Martin or Ramirez or Bowers or Santana, not going to talk you off of it. It would be, I think, it's going to be a little contrarian, just looking at the, the slate as a whole. So, you know, there's that. Um, Detroit side of things, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Candelario, Nico Goodrum is the two guys that I think I would attack from Detroit if I was playing anybody here. I want the lefties against Beaver. Am I missing anything here, Will? Well, listen, man, I think you know by now I'm all about trying to follow the recent trends. And, yeah, sometimes it can can be uh, attributed to – you know, the teams they faced, 
But, you know, when I'm looking at who Bieber's pitched to so far this year, he's had one game against Minnesota and one game against Toronto. And I'm looking at these numbers, man. His exit velocity right now is at 96 miles per hour, average distance of 217. The hard hit rate is at 56% these past two starts. And the well, you gotta, you gotta rem- I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you really quick because you got to remember one thing. The game against Minnesota was out of the bullpen. They didn't need a fifth starter until the Toronto game. So he's really technically only had one start. Like one and a half. Yeah, I, I know, man, but it's just it's these little well, edges. Just, I, I'm just saying, like, as a former pitcher, it's way different as a starting pitcher to come out of the bullpen and work two innings than start a game. It's way different. It's a different mindset. It's just – that's all I'm saying. I, I, oh, yeah. I like, I'm defending him because I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to play Bieber today, and I love that, like, we're not, like, 100% on the same page with it. I'm just saying, like, you got to remember that Minnesota game, you know, he only pitched two innings there, and it was a way different circumstance than throwing 91 pitches against Toronto, striking out nine in six innings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, Toronto, Toronto is this year's Padres. So oh, they're awful. So I, you know, I, it, it's just I, I think I, I think I'm probably going to attack Beaver in this spot. To be, to be quite honest with you, when I see numbers like this, let me, let me tell you why. A little backstory on this. So when I started kind of approaching baseball this way, I, I learned really early to just sometimes I have to like go against, like the the inner gut in me that's like no, don't do it. And the reason why I made a mistake this week of not targeting Jake Degrom. Uh, I'm in the same the same scenario, and I know it sounds crazy, but I looked at some numbers on Degrom yesterday, and they were just off the charts. And I said, I really need to be attacking Degrom today. And I said, No, no, I can't attack Degrom. And then I looked and saw he giving up all these runs, and I didn't get a chance to watch the game, which was not frustrating, but I wanted to. And it's just it's just like a similar situation, man. These numbers in my face, and I'm like. Mm. You know, I mean, and there are other guys that that are close today, which makes it a little bit different. Um, but I, I, I do think for sure I'm gonna I'm gonna play some of these guys against Bieber. In in the event I'm right here, I'll probably be on an island by myself. No, I, I love it. It's five game slate. Why not take a stand? So I'm not hating on it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> not hating it at all. All right, let's move on, though. We got the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Walker Bueller against Michael Waka. Eight total. Bueller, a 143 favorite. Before we even get into analyzing this game, this is going to be one of those ones that if you're MLB premium member, you need to check out MLB Weather Edge here to kind of see what we're looking at because we're going to have winds blowing out to either left, left center, or center field is kind of what it's projected. At like 21 miles an hour, and this game's in the 70s. So this is going to be one of those ones that I'm really going to be paying attention to see what the, the Roth tool has to say. I'm going to call it the Roth tool because that, that, I just think that's a, they missed the they missed the um missed the boat on that. They should have called it the Roth tool. All right. Um, <laughs> Walker Bueller, what do you got here on Bueller? <coughs> Man, Bueller is a guy that I think we feel like is good, or or we know is good. Let, let's say that. Very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know the guy has the stuff. Hasn't put it together this year. And it, it, it's similar to what I'm looking at with Bieber. Can – am I going to side with the talent today or am I going to side with what's happening right now? 
Um, if this weather is how we think it is, I, 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 I'm going to have to avoid Bueller in this game because any any pitch that they make good contact with, if they put it in the air, it's like it, – it's okay, so let me say this. It's not Wrigley because Wrigley is his own animal. But if you're getting 20-mile-per-hour gusts going out to left or right center or dead center – it's just it's it's a field day for bats, and I I won't ever take any pitch in that situation. And Bueller is no different. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing: whether or not um the weather is good, like the thing is, if they roll out their normal lineup that is right-handed heavy, Bueller has a massive amount of upside um in this spot. The guy has the strikeout stuff he has the stuff to create soft contact against righties and it's like he throws three or four pitches to righties so like he can keep them off balance he had a really bad opening day his opening day start um against arizona awful like he got beat up bad in that game but when we we looked at him in that cores game like he pitched really well in cores for pitching in cores so the, the two concerns I have with Bueller is, first, it is the weather, obviously, like I talked about to start this. And second, pitch count is always the biggest issue when it comes to Walker Bueller and really any Dodgers pitcher. You know, 66 and 79 pitches in his first two starts. If we see him get 85-90 here, can he pay off the $9,700 price tag would be the biggest thing. Um, it really is going to – there's a lot of factors when it comes to Walker Bueller today. That That's what we're getting at. Yeah, um, the Dave Roberts factor as well. Right. You know, he's he's been stretching out his guys a little bit more this season. Um, they don't yeah. have as good 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 as bullpen as they, they have had in the past either for what it's worth. Um, any interest here in Michael Waka? No, just, just not going to play him, man. Uh I, I'm just going to, as of right now, I'm going to take the stance that until the Dodgers prove me wrong, they haven't they haven't hit well in St. Louis. So let me put that out there right now. They really have not hit well in St. Louis. But the same scenario, I, I'm not going to play Michael Walk if if this weather's bad. If the weather's good, I'm still not going to play him in this spot. Yeah, I never played Michael Walker. Um, I, I can understand why anybody would play him. I just I don't play pitchers against the Dodgers. It's very successful throughout the season. I don't really overthink it. Their their offense is really good, and there's just so much downside. There's only like a few guys that have strikeout rates over twenty percent um, outside of whoever catches. So, like I, I just don't see a ton of upside here with Walker. And, it, and if the wind is blowing out to left field, I am going to absolutely load up on some bats here for the Dodgers against Waka. And I'm hoping even on a five-game slate, it's a little contrarian. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's what I'm saying. If, if everybody piles up on Oakland again, then we'll end up with some of these scenarios. So, I I, I mean, I, I like the Dodgers here, um, especially if the, if the weather's in our favor. And I don't think we have to convince anybody that the Dodgers are have been playing pretty good baseball. Like they haven't hit well in St. Louis, but, you know, I'm not going to let that deter me from, from, from looking at them and plugging in a few guys. After one day of soft pricing, the pricing on the Dodgers right back to where it should be. Thank you, DK. I like the tighter pricing. Hashtag tighter pricing. Um, Cardinals bats against Walker Bueller. Any interest here? Listen, if this wind is blowing out, like I said, 
you know, I, I can get really contrarian here and because Bueller, Bueller and Bieber are kind of at the top of this, my model today. And uh, I could get really contrarian and take a St. Louis and Detroit stack and nobody's going to play it. I, I will say, I, even though, um, you know, Walker Bueller has been just crazy deadly against righties, I, I'm, I'm still in the camp that I can take a Paul Goldsmith one-off. Or, you know, I just – the guy's a professional hitter, man. The ISO's there. Um, I, I just I, – I still trust Paul Goldschmidt in this situation, along with Matt Carpenter, who, you know, typically does this every year, starts out slow and then gets going in the middle of the season. Obviously, we're at the beginning, so we should probably be avoiding Matt Carpenter, but I'm just going to say that's an urban myth. I, I, I do like Matt Carpenter as well uh, in this spot. Talent, 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 talent. Carpenter has a ton of talent, so um, certainly can get behind that. Um, last game on the slate, we got Seattle at Kansas City. Mike Leak against Jorge Lopez. Ten total. Leak a one forty three favorite. Any interest here, in Mike Leak? No. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Um, yeah, Leak not a. He just doesn't strike any people out. Like we have a bunch of strikeout pitchers on this slate. Like Leak could go out and have a really solid game here. He just doesn't strike out people, and just even against. This. Unless it's Boston, for some reason, it, I'm, I'm so serious, man. It's like every start he just crushes ball. I don't, I, and I really, I don't even understand it. It's so weird to me. Can you explain yeah. this as a fan why Mike Leake dominates Boston consistently? It's awful. Because yeah, Boston, <laughs> is, they just like to tilt me. Um, the other side, the other side of this game, Jorge Lopez. Um, I have zero interest. The Seattle Mariners just—they're smoking hot. I know, like you know, we—I've been saying this and like yada yada yada. But even even we look back to Wednesday, put up six runs again, like six. Uh, again. Yeah. Yep. Listen, man, you, you know how you know my sentiment about Seattle. We'll get there when we when we talk about this thing. So, whenever we get there, we'll we'll fire up the bats. All right, uh, let's start with Seattle bats. Um, all of them. Like, don't – Jay Bruce would be the guy that I'd stay away from. I don't even think he'll be in the lineup. Yeah, um, it looks like he's hurt. Yeah, he had left Achilles tightness, so they're probably going to be careful on him. Um, so – And Santana sat today anyway, so – Yeah, so I, I doubt Bruce plays, but you'll you'll be able to stack up Seattle here. Plenty of options to stack them up. Vogelbach, man, this, he's just mashing. Yeah, I, I love this team. Listen, I have played Seattle, I think, every day this week. And realistically, they have not let me down any days. Now, Vogelbach didn't have – he didn't get into the teens today, you know, or, or hit, you know, 18, 20 on, on FanDuel or 14 to 17 on DK. Damn it. But, but it, it is what it is, man. The guy still – he still got three and a half fantasy points or two, however you want to – he didn't, he didn't get you a zero. Yes, I know you want it more. The bottom line is this team is smoking. I think you know I'm also looking at what teams are doing as far as average runs per game. The top two offenses in the league right now, still early. This will probably change as the, as the year goes on. Seattle's averaging eight runs a game, and the Dodgers are averaging 7.25, followed by the Cubs averaging 7.2. Last three games, Seattle's averaging 10.3 runs, 10.3 uh, uh, runs per game average for the Seattle Mariners last three all over the Mariners here by far my favorite team on this slate not going to fade them against Jorge Lopez yep 
and that bullpen. Um, so, <laughs> li- like Seattle as well. Kansas City, I think they're interesting here. Um, just a few bats. I don't know if I'd stack them. You really want to attack the sinker guys, the guys that hit sinkers well, because Mike Leake throws that little itty-bitty, tiny, slow sinker, and Whit Merrifield is the guy that stands out to me. And I know I've been talking about this guy a lot um, already, but Ryan O'Hearn, dude is super talented and has a ton of power. He's off to a really slow start, but he's going to explode. And this it's going to happen. And, like, he gets a matchup here against a low strikeout pitcher that throws pitches that he hits well. Uh, I really like the spot for Ryan O'Hearn. Yeah, listen, man, I, I'm with you. I mean, we it's staring us right in the face. He, he's another guy I've got penciled in that's almost like uh, Jose Ramirez, just guys that I know are going to eventually break out. Um, and it's just, okay, when is the game? When is the game? This could definitely be one of the games. Something else I wanted to point out too, Steve, is this is a team that I've really got penciled in when the weather's good and, and when the conditions are right. I, I think this Billy Hamilton, Billy Hamilton, Merrifield, Mondesi combination, as the year goes on, if they can figure out how to work together on the base paths, I, I think this is going to be deadly, Steven. Just, 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 just walk with me here. But today they move Hamilton up to the two hole, and I'm not saying I want him at the two. I actually would prefer, prefer him at the nine spot. He's going to keep his ownership low. I think he's going to have, especially when they're at home. I think he's going to have so many opportunities to get on and run. And I, I think this is a spot where, you know, these three guys, if they get on base, they could potentially get on and, and run wild here. So I, I really like the Merrifield, Mondesi, Billy Hamilton combination. And then, you know, right behind them, if we can get some Aaron Gordon uh, coming, Alex Gordon, excuse me, got to switch over to MLB. Alex Gordon coming in and continuing to play well and put the ball in play, man. I, I really like this team on this slate. I, I, I love the Kansas City uh, Royals. This is a, this might be a game stack for me here. Yeah, I could certainly see why you'd want to stack the Royals um, in this spot. So, Mike Leake, not very good. Um, all right, moving on to yes. the main slate. Oh, we, have, we start with my Red Sox. It's Toronto at Boston. It's a nine total here. It is um, Aaron Sanchez against Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, Eovaldi, a 195 favorite. Any interest here in Aaron Sanchez? So, you know, Eovaldi's 195. He probably needs to be more like 295. Toronto can't hit a beach ball, uh, which obviously I know they lit up Chris Sale. But, so something's wrong with Chris Sale. Let me just say that right now. He He's off. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the mechanics. I don't know if he's hurt. But – don't you think something's wrong with, with Chris Sale, Stevie? Would, would, would pitching the contact again. It's so t- it's so annoying. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know if there's so, something wrong or I don't know. I don't know. But but even when he was pitching the contact though, he wasn't getting blown up like this. Like this has been. Oh, dude, you don't remember the White Sox days? Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. I I do remember that. I, I was gonna like that's when the last time he was really pitching the contact. So I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, either way. Either way, Toronto's not this good. Trust me. Uh, they're not this good. I I, I love Eovaldi here. Uh, one of my favorite pitchers on this main slate. Um, I, I've got another guy that, that I like a little bit if, if the weather's in our favor, but um, which which it should be. But, yeah, Eovaldi, I, I think he's one of the top pitchers on the slate. And, um, 
you know, I, I just think this. I, I think this is the guy if you're going to be rolling one on one pitcher sites today. The Blue Jays are off. Yeah, Eovaldi, he's off to you know quite a quite a slow start. Um, I think we we all can agree on that. Um, so obviously that's uh, one of the one of the biggest concerns when you're wanting to roster him. But you know when you're looking at it, like he still throws the pitches that like that do well against this team. So for me, I think this is a spot that. I play Eovaldi, I close my eyes, and I hope he pitches like the Eovaldi that we the Red Sox paid in the offseason. So um did well, you have any interest in Aaron Sanchez? Uh no, 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 no. I'm definitely not not gonna play Sanchez. And let me say this too, Stevie. I, I know he's off to a slow start, right? On FanDuel, though, he's he's sixty eight hundred going Ooh, against buddy. the Toronto Blue Jays. Like Ooh, buddy. Let, let's just I'm just I'm just gonna play him like that's way too cheap for this spot. Just I just want to put that out there. Fist pumping, oh buddy. Um, all right, let's talk bats. Anybody here for Toronto that you like? No. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. There, there's not really one or two guys that you know standing out to me. Smoke kind of banged up right now. I think if I was gonna play anybody, if I was gonna play anybody here. It would probably be Grichik just because he's been the one guy that like has been hitting home runs in this lineup. Um, he'd be man, the one guy. Man, fool me once, shame on me. Done with Toronto, huh? <laughs> I played Toronto, I think, twice this year. And, and but I also watched the games. When I realized that these guys just weren't hitting at all, like I started calling them the no-hit blue jays. I just quit playing them. And I've saved myself a ton of heartbreak. So I'm just not playing these guys. <laughs> Perfectly understand. Uh, Red Sox. What do we like here with the Red Sox? Yeah, man. Kid, I mean, they're back at home. And that, that's another thing, too, Stevie. These guys were on the road for the first two or three series, correct? I think it was Arizona, Seattle. And uh, weren't they on the road for one more so far? Because it's their first series back home, I know. Seattle, Oakland, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. So these these guys have been on. Like, think about it, that. Your world. It's your ring world, day, baby. It's ring day. Yeah. Your World Series champs, and you're on the road. Your first three series. So I'm really excited about Boston here, man. I I, I don't care who it is at this point. I, I I just think you know I know I'd be happy to just be back home. Uh, Opening this opening the year three three straight series out of town, so I think these guys are happy to be back. I know I would be happy to be back. Uh, I'm excited about Boston. I mean, you got Mookie, you got uh, uh, JD, you got Moreland. Xander just got a contract extension. Uh, Andrew Nintendo, uh, Benintendi. I know how to pronounce it. Just I, I like Nintendo. So listen, I, I was one of the ones that like came up with like calling him Nintendo. Like, <laughs> hey. I love Benintendi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to fire them up here. I don't think we've seen the huge upside game yet this year. Maybe they get overlooked. I know it's a small slate, and Boston is a popular team just by nature. So people will probably play them. But I think, I, I just think, especially on a site like FanDuel, I think this is the day you play Eovaldi and you stack Boston. All the way. You you take four of them. You take Eovaldi. 
I think I think you can get away with the same thing on DK because he evolved his eighty six hundred, and I I think that could be a differentiator, especially if you think they're going to run it up and Evaldi's going to pitch well. That I think that's the approach I'm going to take um, on, on this slate. I, I love these guys today. We'll certainly be targeting Boston quite a bit here. Um, Stack, I think you can look at him in cash games. Um, certainly a team that I I want to play. Um, moving on, we got the Mets at Atlanta, eight and a half total here. Steven Matz against Kevin Gaussman. I'm guessing it's going to be Gaussman. I don't think it'll be Kyle Wright. Um, I'm sure they'll just move Gaussman back a day. Um, Braves a 122 favorite. Any interest here in Steven Matz? No, not today. Um, I, 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 I trust, I, I trust, the, I trust the Bravos at home. So I, I don't, I don't want to play Matz today. Um, I think we've got some bats that that could get to him here. The Atlanta Braves are the one of the sneakiest teams in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. I said it all last season. Not going to stop tooting that horn. They added Donaldson, who's good against lefties. Like this team's really good against lefties. I have zero interest in Steven Matz. Um, the other side of this game, Kevin Gaussman, like he looked really good in his first start, but was, you have to Miami. remember, <laughs> you have to remember it was Miami. Um, any interest here in Kevin Gaussman? Uh, <clears throat> I, I do think I have a little bit of interest. Um, you know, but I, I don't think he's going to be a priority for me. I, I'll put it to you like that. I don't hate it, but, but I definitely don't think he's, he's a priority. I, 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 I think I played. Quintana over him today, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I could see playing Gaussman on DraftKings as an SP2 if you're not going to pay up for two pitchers. Um, Pricing is a little bit tighter again today. So if you want to, if you don't want to pay up for two pitchers, I could see playing Gaussman on, 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 on DK as an SP2. But like the Mets are, the Mets are off to a solid start this season. It's, they're not a pushover team. They were able to pull some of the veterans today, give them you know a few innings off. So I don't want to necessarily pick on them because you know they they've they're off to a season. Kevin Gaussman's not a huge strikeout guy either, so like that's obviously concerning. Um, any interest here in the Mets bats? I do, man. Um, you know, I, listen, I, I started calling this wall out there in Atlanta the wall that Freddie built, and it just stuck in my head. So uh, that's just what I'm going to keep calling it, uh, the wall that Freddie built. And the reason why I'm saying that is left-handed power, man. Um, it's kind of a thing in Atlanta. Man, I wish I could make it. You know what? I'm sorry. Now that we're talking about this, I might talk to my wife. I, I might try to make a game. I might try to go up there Friday and catch a game. Sorry, that just it just dawned on me, guys. Sorry about that. But I, I, I like the lefties here. I, I like Nemo. Uh, Robinson Cano hadn't had a big game, but we know this guy's a professional hitter. Conforto, McNeil. Like you said, man, this lineup is tough. And one guy I would I would not leave out of a stack, even on even on FanDuel. He's not a lefty. But Wilson Ramos, man, he's just on FanDuel. He's never going to get the ownership he should get. And I, I think on FanDuel, he's he's one of the ultimate tournament plays on this slate. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta's a team that I would stack here. Like, yes. I, I love the Atlanta Braves here. There's so many bats that I like. Like, when you're looking at Atlanta, um, just as a nutshell here, like Donaldson, Albies, Acuna, you know, even Swanson and Camargo towards the bottom of that order. 
Um, depending on like who catches, if Jackson or Flowers is in there, like you, you know, this Atlanta team is certainly a team I'm going to be targeting on the slate. And Danzy Swanson is. Oh my! This God. is the Dansby Swanson that like was touted as like a top prospect. Does he have it figured out? And if he does, you better watch out for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, man, I, I've 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 watched this play, and and, and you know we we've been on prime time a, a bit earlier this year because we were playing the Phillies, and you know, look, Dansby's just been he, he's another guy that's secretly been raking, and the prices come up as a result, but. If you can get this kind of production from your, you know, and typically he's gonna, she's still gonna bat at the bottom of the order, anywhere from six to eight. If we can get this kind of production from him at the bottom of the order, it, it's gonna be an outstanding year for this young man. So I, I really like Swanson, and I, 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 uh, I, I'm very interested in playing him against Matt. Uh, I think, I think the ultimate tournament play here though is Freddie Freeman. I don't think Freddie's going to – well, first of all, the Braves may not get any ownership. But Freddie, lefty on lefty, is certainly not going to get any ownership. And this guy's got a 221 ISO against left-handed pitching. Uh, and he's not – he's just not going to get traction today. Uh, I, I think I'm for sure going to try to have some Freddie Freeman exposure in my lineup, especially at home here. Really like Freddie in this spot. One of my favorite bats on the slate, period. Yeah, I don't mind Freddie Freeman as the contrarian play. You know, you do worry about the lefty-lefty matchup. I know Freddie Freeman is very good against lefties. You know, Matt's in a smaller sample size last season had a minus 10.7% hard-to-soft contact ratio with a 72% ground ball rate to lefties. So that's the concerning part. But if you're stacking the Braves, you're not leaving Freddie Freeman out of your stack. That's a huge mistake. My favorite play from the Braves, though, it's really close between Albies and Donaldson. Um, they're both like really, really good plays here. But one thing that we've learned for Donaldson over the years is he just absolutely yeah. rakes sinkers. The dude has an average distance of 345 against sinkers um, since 2016. So a guy like Matt's like this would be a spot that Donaldson crushes him and I like Donaldson. I like Albies a lot. Um, moving on, though, we got Pittsburgh at Chicago. Joe Musgrove against Jose Quintana. No total in this one. We never get a total the night before when it comes to the Chicago Cubs when we're in Wrigley. Weather, though, it looks like it's just going to be normal-ish weather, depending on the rain that we'll have to kind of see what Roth has to say. Any interest here in Joe Musgrove? Uh, he's a guy that I'm considering. I I do think so. So let's say this: he's the most expensive pitcher on FanDuel, and then he's the second uh, most expensive on DK. Um, on FanDuel, I think I think it's going to be a fade for sure, for sure. On DK, maybe I consider him. I, I like what I'm seeing, but I also know that I I don't necessarily have to play him, and that's that's kind of how I feel about him today because of the price. We've got some other guys that we can play. So I think I'm going to treat him like we'll treat Sonny Gray on the early slate. If his ownership is going to be up, I'm just going to X him out. I won't play him at all. But if we think it's going to be reasonable, 10 to 15%, then I think I'll keep my interest in Joe Musgrove. Really wish the Brewers would have done something on Wednesday. I, I, I wrote up Jordan Lyles on Wednesday, and he pitched phenomenal. I think he was the highest scoring pitcher on the main slate. And just the Brewer, I had I had some good teams with him with the Brewers, and just he just didn't do anything. But 
I actually, I, I like Musgrove here. Um, I, I think that's one thing that we know about the Cubs is they can absolutely mash you. Um, there's no doubt about it. They have a ton of power, a ton of upside, but the other, the other side of it is they strike out a ton. Um, like they, they're going to strike out. Well, they're, they're going to strike out. So a, a guy like Musgrove, when he's on, he can pitch really well. And uh, it's a five game slate. I got to like some pitchers and, you know, he's certainly a guy that kind of fits the build. Um, any interest in, in Jose Quintana here? Yeah, I, I do like Quintana today. Um, you know, but he's another one. It's, it's just the ownership. I, I, I want to see where it is. Like I said, on DK, I, I like him a lot. And I, I want to see, you know, what the ownership is going to be. Mainly because, and it's really not because of the strikeouts. I think he'll get some strikeouts. But this is such a low ISO team. And if, it, you know, if the wind is blowing in any stretch of the imagination, which, like you said, we'll, we'll – see whether maybe it'll be normal but I, he, he's just a guy i like today because this team is such a low iso team yeah i i don't mind him um i, I do think he's in play he's not like my favorite option uh, yeah. i'm not against like rolling out a pittsburgh stack either for what it's worth um it is a low iso team completely agree um with that it's just um let's let's transition into the the pittsburgh side of things here one guy that, that is really standing out to me, and it's really hard to kind of get an idea of like what numbers to expect from him, and you know what we're looking at is Jung Ho Kong. Um, you know he he missed baseball for a little while. He's off to a pretty slow start this season. He's four for twenty eight, but like if he starts to get any type of power back that he had before, like he's a guy that can hit two home runs in a game, and he's thirty three hundred. So. He's really popping on my model um, today. Him and Marte. Like, I know Marte is expensive, but the guy has just been – he's been crushing the ball. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's going to continue to crush. And if he gets on today, he'll probably get a steal. Uh, I, I don't see – I mean, Katana's not the worst, but um, I, I, I definitely think uh, Marte will be looking to run because they, they're going to need it to draw up offense. So, um, yeah, I, I don't hate that call at all. Um, and by crushing it for anybody that's, oh, his numbers are not great, go look at his advanced numbers. Like, his, Sterling Marte's advanced numbers are really strong to start the season. Yep. There you go. There you go. He's 3,800, too. Like he's he's thirty eight hundred. He's really cheap. It's a lefty righty matchup. Like I, I really like Sterling Marte on DraftKings today at his price. Um, Cubbies, do do you dare play the Cubbies here? No. Um, listen, the, the Cubs are one of those teams that I, I typically just fade them most of the year because it, it, it's almost like Coors Field to me. I'm going to outperform the Cubs more than the Cubs outperform me. And and that's just the reality of it all. You, you talked about it. Now, you know, during the summertime when the wind is blowing out to the center of the field or – Load up. Slightly, you know, <laughs> that, that's the time to play them. You just – you can't fade them during those times. That's the one time I will eat the chalky Cubs any other time, which I don't think they'll be chalked today anyway. But just as, as a rule of thumb, man, I, I don't load up on the Cubs, especially at home in the early part of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can get behind playing the Cubs here. It's just not a I, – I could I can get behind playing any stack on a five-game slate. 
it's just uh, I don't know if I can do it. I really don't know if I can pull yeah. the trigger here. Um, Not even in my top three. Like they're they're out. <laughs> like I get the upside. Like I certainly get the upside. So. Um, all right, moving on. We got San Diego, Arizona. There's not a total in this one. Um, Vegas is kind of waiting to see who was going to pitch for San Diego, and it's going to be Pedro Avila um, against Zach Godley. So I did a little research on Pedro Avila. Um, not a, not even like a, a top fifty prospect for just or top thirty prospect for Arizona. Um, spent all of last season at single a like single a baseball you know his stuff was really numbers wise was really strong um really good home run per nine really good strikeout really good k per nine uh walks were a little high and the xfip suggests that like he has a little bit of regression on on single a numbers um this guy was like and we look at it like he, he made one start in in double a um this season with massive, massive swinging strike stuff, 16% swinging strike rate in one start. The thing is, like, he's making his debut. He's never pitched. He's pitched one game in double A, and he's never pitched higher than that. And I am very concerned for him in this start. Do you have any interest in pitching him um, here at 78? He was like 4K maybe, but 7,800. Yeah, unproven first start. You know, I'll just kind of talk about Blake Snell. Even if you're an elite prospect, your first start in the big game is just, it's never really outstanding. You know, think about Julio Urias, Snell. Those are kind of the two of the most recent ones I can think of that were kind of like, oh my God, these guys are coming to the, you know, and, you know, he, I don't, he's not going to pitch some crazy gym game. And at 7,800, um, against Arizona, a team that's been sneaky good this year, but with their lineup looking not as great, um, I think this, this is going to be a hard pass for me. Yeah, like, he has potential. His stuff has potential. But, like, he's ranked 22nd in this organization for just pitchers. So, And, and they've got the best farm system in baseball. Their farm system is certainly good. I don't know if it's the best. The Red Sox, like not even the Red Sox. Let's just be realistic for a second. As much as I, I'm not a huge fan, Tampa Rays farm system just produces and produces and produces. It's been like that for years. But they don't keep them. That's their problem. They sell oh, all yeah. over. They don't want to pay anybody. They want to. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I could pull the trigger here. If he was a little cheaper, I think I could roll the dice. Um, I don't ever mind taking an unproven guy, but the fact that like he's so close to like Eovaldi yeah. on the slate, it's just it makes it tough to pay for him. Um, yeah. The other side of this game, Zach Godley, always a guy that has some strikeout potential. Um, looked okay. really Walk. bad in his first start against the Dodgers, Walk but um, yeah, bounce back against Boston. Any interest here? Now, I don't think I'm going to play Godley today. Uh, I, I can't trust Godley right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Listen, man, he's, he's walking too many guys. Like, and, you know, he started doing this last year, too. I, I love him, man. Like, I love the way he plays ball. He's just a hardcore, let's go out here and play. Let's go back to the dugout. I want to pitch. I want to pitch as long as I can. I want to throw it as hard as I can. I like him, man. But right now, he's just walking too many guys in the strikeouts out there. His X-Trip is at 5.56. Uh, 
Um, this is a sneaky spot for San Diego, so I, I, I'm not playing Golly today. I can see this going one of two ways. I can see this going really well for him. <laughs> and the reason that I say that, like, he's a guy that throws a lot of sinkers, and this team sucks against sinkers. It's one thing that I noticed when I, I did research on it last year, and, the, you know, they've added some different pieces, but just kind of looking at the numbers here a little bit, they've struggled with sinkers. So if he commits to throwing a lot of sinkers here, I could see him having a good game. But if he starts to throw the cutter and the curveball and stuff, he's probably and walking guys is the biggest issue. Yeah, like he walks too many guys. Oh. Walk one guy, walk another guy, a single, and like you're giving up runs and you're going negative and negative. So like that's the downside. So I can see stacking San Diego, and I could also see playing Godly on separate teams. Like, if you're playing, like, a three-entry max, maybe you do one of each on the three-entry max, um, because Will's about to tell you why the Padres are sneaky. Man, look, so these guys have so much power up and down this lineup, and Godly, like, I, so it's, it's weird. For some reason, I've watched Godly pitch, I feel like, too much. He's always on, I don't know, every time I watch him, he's on TV. But even though he even though he should throw the sinker, I don't think he's gonna do it, Stevie. I think he's gonna sit and try to set up this knuckle curve all game, and they're gonna be smacking the ball around. And I think I think Machado has got, got upside here. I think Hosmer's got upside. Renfro, Margo. I, I, I even like Ian Kinsler down there at the bottom. Like he, he's gonna try to set it up with this knuckle curve and they're gonna crush him. I I, I know they're gonna crush him. So um, I just I, – I like him here, man. Uh, uh, San Diego is, is one of the sneaky stacks on this slate for me. Yep, fair enough. Um, any interests in Arizona? I like them too. Uh, you know, th this is a team – so this is just a rule of thumb for me, period. I like to attack new pitchers. I don't care who they are. First start right out of the gate, just – I'll always have a stack against them just because if, if they explode – in the first inning or two, and you know they give up the long ball a couple times, they're going to get pulled. But by the time they get pulled, they've probably already given up some runs. So I, I, I like Arizona in this spot. The only thing that concerns me a little bit, I, I like Arizona too. I'm certainly looking at them. The only thing that concerns me is like this guy being like a single A guy. How much tape do they really have on him? How much like data do they really have on him? Like you know, that's the one thing that kind of concerns me here. Like. They've, they've had, you know, 24 hours. They're going to have 24 hours before the time this game starts. So, you know how much he's throwing this fastball? I'm, I'm just asking, like, do, do you know? No, I don't. I, I couldn't find any, like, oh, okay. advanced stuff on him. That's why That's why I was saying, and, like, I know a lot of places to look, and I know a lot of, like, websites that have that stuff, and I couldn't really find anything. I know he's a fastball, curveball, changeup guy. That's all, I, that's all I can uh, find. I think – so I, I know you've played ball, and I, I played a, a little bit. I had to quit playing because I hurt my knee sliding in the second. But uh, I, don't don't you think they're just going to sit on fastball here and, and just kind of read them the first the first series? Like maybe they won't go out there and swing as much, but you think they'll try to just read them the first you know couple maybe the first at bat and say okay maybe this is what his tendency is going to be. I'm I'm just asking you because I know you know you've pitched and. Well, what what do you think? <laughs> um, I, I I could see. So here's the thing: like, I could see him having a good first time through the order. 
it's just the walks concern me. Yeah, so, as young as he is concerns me. I it just so they're probably crushing it. I got you. That's what I'm thinking. I, I got you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, moving on. Last game. Colorado at San Francisco, John Gray, Jeff Samarja, the Shark, seven total, Gray, a 117 favorite. Uh, any interest here in John Gray? Absolutely. If if it wasn't for Eovaldi being so cheap on FanDuel, uh, John Gray would have been my, my number one pitcher today. I don't, I don't uh, you know, if, if, if the Blue Jays are 1A, San Francisco is 1B. Yes, they scored a few runs here on San Diego the past couple of days. But I'm not buying any of that that garbage. Uh, John, John Gray is just in an elite spot. As long as he doesn't walk guys today and uh, if he can locate his fastball and, and, and kind of place it in a few different positions and, and, and get it going, I, th- I think this is an upside spot for, for, for Gray. So Gray is actually one of my favorite pitchers in the league for some reason. I don't, I don't even know why I like him so much. But uh, I think it's just because he pitches in cores and – when he gets out of court, I feel like it's time for him to dominate. So I, I like him here. I don't think San Francisco stands a chance in this ballpark. Not one projected starter for the San Francisco Giants had an ISO over 200 against right-handed pitching. This is one of the best, if not the best, pitchers ballparks to limit home runs in baseball. I love John Gray here. I, I think if you're playing on two-pitcher sites in cash games, you're probably building your lineup around Gray and Eovaldi. There's not a ton of great options on this slate as far as pitchers go. So in cash, I think Gray and Evaldi is where I'm going to go. You get 4000 per player when you do it that way. Like It's not hard to build that lineup. So certainly going to be chalky, and I hate being chalky when it comes to cash games. Like play Colin McHugh in cash on, on Wednesday. So like I am way different when it comes to cash games, but I'm just I'm playing Gray and, and Evaldi in this spot. Jeff Samarja, he's a guy, like, when we saw him last year, he was awful um, at points. Like, he was really, really bad. And he hasn't looked terrible in his first two starts, but he certainly hasn't looked great. Yeah, I I think that's who this guy is right now. He's not terrible, but he's not great. And what if I told – listen – so the same things that I was talking about on the early state, I, I reserved it all for this. I know it's a couple starts. I know it's early in the season, but these are just the edges that I take. Jeff Samarja, his data, the, the, he's got a 61% hard hit rate right now, past two starts. Exit velocity at 96, fly ball rate at 45%. He, he might be on his way to a beatdown, Stevie. And I know it's in San Francisco, and I know Colorado's out of Coors, and, yes, they're overpriced, and I, I don't enjoy playing Colorado outside of Coors. But I'm telling you, man, this is a spot. Nobody's going to play Colorado today. They could get, they, they could really crush this guy. So I, I, I'm, this is something I'm going to seriously look at long and hard as the day progresses. Yeah, the other thing to note about Samarja is his velocity was up a little bit in his first two starts, which is definitely a good thing for him overall. But the numbers suggest that like he's just not the same pitcher as he once was. Um, 
So I, I do like, you know, we'll talk Colorado bats here. I do like Arenado's story, Blackman, um, any of the cheaper guys that are going to be up towards the top of the order, like Tapia, like you're not playing Tapia for power either way. So like when you play him, like you hope he hits like a ball in the gap and you get a triple. Um, you hope that you want this dude to get like triples or singles because you want him to steal second. So, you know, that that's the kind of thing you're hoping. He's not going to go out and hit home runs, but he's got a ton of speed. Yeah. You hope Charlie Blackman's on. He, like you said, and, and, you know, I, I think that's a perfect time too, Steve, to just talk about a, just like for 10, 15 seconds, the fact that everybody doesn't have to hit a home run. You know, if you get a guy, he gets two double RBIs. You got your home run points anyway. So, uh, yeah, man, for sure. I love that call on a guy like Tapia. Now, everybody had to hit a home run to win a tournament on Wednesday because pricing was ridiculous again. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Couldn't help it. Um, Dude, anyway. I, I, I want to tell you, because, I mean, I, I, you, you know, you saw my lineup, but, man, I, I, I dropped 190 on FanDuel, and I, I'm, like, barely cashing. It, it's awful. Like, I, I was shocked when I opened up my phone. I said, what, are you serious? 190, barely cashing today. That tells you how, how how it went out there in the streets. Yeah, I scored 230, and I'm I'm barely doubling up. So, <laughs> um, anyway, the other side of this game, any interest in the Giants bats? None whatsoever. Yeah, like zero power. There, there's no power in this lineup. It's the biggest thing. Like. Brandon Belt is a fine option if you want to play Brandon Belt. I'm just not using my first. Like, Brandon Belt's a guy you could potentially look on fantasy draft where you can play as many first basemen as you want, really. You know, you get three infield spots and, and two utilities. So he's the guy that I would play over there. Um, but that, that's really it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nah, I'm good, man. I've, I've, I've talked enough for one early MLB pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here, and um, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be back with me tomorrow as well, uh, talking some more baseball to finish out this week. Um, hope everyone had a good Wednesday, crush Thursday, and we'll see you guys on Friday. <laughs>